0: than all hope listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here, happy Saturday. Yep, it's Saturday. Hope you're all doing well. Weather's okay, I guess. Had some interesting stuff, looks like I got involved with the Benchleydale campaign So I'm in the middle of making a character. I went to their character creation on Zoom for about an hour, but I had to go into the chat and chat. So I've got probably half a character right now. I'm going to come back on Sunday and finish up. But I'm it looks like I'm playing an Elf Magic user. And what they do is they play D&D First Edition, like really, you know, they're taking it by the book. Not so much by the book, but... You know, whatever's in the book, this is how we're going to make our character. So I, I was doing 3D6, right down the line, and I said, okay, we'll go with that. You know, any ones get re-rolled, but that's about the only variation. So, and it's one of those things where you got to step back and look and say, okay, these are my stats. What do I qualify for class-wise? And... I did not get to play what I wanted. I'm playing what I could. It's... uh, My my brain is kind of skewed in there because spending 12 years playing champions where you build exactly what you want, even though I started in D&D, it kind of like... Well, that's why I roll 46, drop the lowest, and put them anywhere you want. But I've been doing that since I started playing D&D. That's how I was taught, and that's what I'm comfortable with. But at the same time, you know, here's a guy who comes up to a table at a convention and say, give me a character. I don't care what it is. I can play anything. So I'm trying to prove it here. Haven't quite got the character yet. Elven Magic user, I can't remember his name. Uh, it's one of them I want to... My names thing, uh, my my names PDF that I came up with, but uh, you you know what I'm saying. I, I just wanna I just wanna see what I can do with what I got because I got like a couple of tens, a thirteen, I think, sixteen at charisma. No, thirteen at charisma. I don't think I have anything higher than thirteen. I may I may have a sixteen in there, but that's about it. It's a first level character, so I don't know how and a whole twelve points. Hit points. Wow. I don't know how long he's going to last. Anyway, anyway, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about pace today, and we're going to talk about that after this. Alright, I just wanted to get into pace a little bit, because I've talked about pace before, because as a, ga- as a game master, that is very important, because you have to learn how to pace your games... I mean, yes, the players can set the pace too, but that's the whole point. You've got to read the table and see what your players are doing and see if you have to speed up or slow down. Get to the point quickly, or you can stop and do some, some stuff or have encounters and you know, that kind of thing. For, frankly, I think random encounters, or encounters in general, what I like about encounters is it kind of gives me um, a pace break as a Game Master, because when you're in an encounter, you're in an encounter. I know there's going to th- be things happening in that encounter, maybe special things, that I can, ke- but I can keep on top of that. But the point is, it br- kind of breaks up the game for me a bit, so I can have the encounter with wh- whoever it is, whether it's role-playing or combat or whatever, and it's just, I get to take a few minutes out to do this, and that helps me regroup in my head, what's going on in the game and how far I want to push this, how far I want to push the game that night, that session. And it just helps. It really helps with the pace. Encounters are, God bless them, random, especially random encounters because I love trying to work random encounters into the main body of the game as some kind of either callback or some kind of foreshadowing or some kind of, you know what I'm saying, uh, That kind of thing. But another one of my bugaboos is... And this is a bugaboo for me for acting, too. Is I learned early on... You don't play the end of the show. And what that means is... If you're acting in a show... And you, of course, read the show... Beforehand... Readings and rehearsals and all that stuff... You don't act like the end of the show already happened. Like say, I forget the example that that the uh, teacher used, but say you have a play where the main character dies at the end. You don't want to act like they're already dead. You don't want to act like, oh boy, uh, da da da. No, you play it because you don't know this is going to happen. So you play it as as per you know somebody who's just going on with their life and stuff like that so you don't play the ending of the show that's not right and the same thing is this you don't play the ending of the game don't have a preconceived conclusion of how the game's going to end so you play accordingly because one it hasn't happened yet and two the players will push your game in probably a direction you didn't plan on going so that ending may not happen anyway See, I have a problem with... I'm a little... I'm kind of impatient sometimes. Because I want to... I want to... This is another problem I have in acting, too. I had to learn to pace myself in acting. Because I like to get to the good stuff right away without building up to it. And in acting and in games, you have to build up to this stuff. That's why pacing is so important. Because you've got to... Keep the game going. At the same time, watch your players. If they're getting bored, pick up the pace. If you're rushing through stuff and they're missing stuff, slow it down. And don't and if you have like say a set encounter, this one encounter you've really been looking forward to. And you can't rush to it. You can't just like gloss over stuff to rush to it. And once again, because there's players involved, it may not happen. So you got to remember that. I mean, when it, if it does happen, great, you're happy. Everybody's happy if they enjoy it, they enjoy it. But at the same time, you can't expect it to happen. You, this is the, this is the main. This is probably the number one main thing I'm going to tell new game masters is: don't expect anything. Don't expect anything you've written on paper, you planned, you've you brooded over, you you come up with. Don't expect anything like that to happen, ever. Just start it and see what happens there. You can keep referring to it and throw stuff in as you go, keeping the pace up, but you're going to get feedback from the players. And you cannot... You, you cannot anticipate something that you've had your heart... You cannot put your... You cannot set your heart on anything. Let me put it that way. Don't expect anything. Plan everything. Don't... Plan everything. Expect nothing. That sounds kind of like an oxymoron. But I think you you get... You get what I'm saying. They say in acting, when you, when you do a part, when you rehearse a part, you memorize a part, then you forget it. Well, that... That's not really the case, but what they mean is you've rehearsed and memorized so much that it inter- you internalize it, and it becomes like second nature for you for those two hours or whatever you're on stage. And you, okay, say so you know your lines, and you know your blocking, and all this other stuff, but then you internalize it, you think about the... Ca- and you play the character. There is not, you know... You, you try you get out of your head you get out of your head and just play the character because everything else you got to learn you got to learn how to do it on autopilot that's what i'm saying you rehearse memorize the lines do the blocking and then it's ingrained on autopilot but you got to keep it flexible because you never know what's going to happen on stage somebody else can screw up a prop can screw up something like that same thing with gaming even more so with gaming with with role playing games because you can't expect everybody to do what you think they're going to do. Those people, I mean, in a controlled situation like a, like say a stage play, you could do that. I mean, another another actor may have a problem on stage, but that's where the flexibility comes in. You got to know how to kind of ad lib your way back into it and get back into it. But at the same time, at the at the game, this is going to happen all the time because players are players and characters are characters. So. Do not anticipate a favorite thing. This has been said before by other people probably better than me said better than me uh, but I, you, you know what I'm saying. you don't want to get you don't want to get to that point you can't rush to that point that you want to do and then because what's going to happen is you're going to get to that one encounter you liked or that climax or whatever and bam it doesn't turn out the way you want it. It just either, it they do something you didn't expect, it falls flat, it, you don't, in other words, it's the old saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket, spread out the love, keep the pace, and just flow with it. It's a flow thing. We'll talk about that in another episode, but anyway... That's my my what I want to see on pace. Don't play the ending. Don't don't play the ending at the beginning. And don't, you know, don't don't expect anything unless what happens. The game is at the table. So I got to go start my day. So if you want to talk about this or anything, all gmail.com or you can drop a voicemail and Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as ninety nine cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to my supporters. Jonathan Oliver Gilbert Juan Carlos Daniel Dan Benjamin Jason and John Allen. Thanks guys. Don't forget Dan Craig's The Young Grognard Podcast, Y-U-N-G Grognard, Marcy Wallring's The Awning Albert Podcast, and Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diary. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments?